This is the Eastside Liquor Halftime Podcast. Oh, intermission. No, it's halftime. Stop by 9390 Rogers Avenue for the best liquor, beer, and wine deals in the River Valley. Arkansas wins the national championship! Check out Eastside Liquor on Facebook for weekly specials. Say goodbye! Darren McFadden, 80 yards, touchdown! Chuck, good morning. How you doing today? Doing okay, guys. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. Uh, we're just kicking around. Um, Courtney Crutchfield made his decision to go to Mizzou. Uh, Arkansas lost a commitment of a running back out of Georgia, down to 16 commits. You know, the thing that I wonder, though, is, I mean, you look at an incoming class for any school. What did I see yesterday? There was an analyst that Richard Davenport wrote about. One out of four commits end up in, end up in we're calling it the Mario Warp Zone, Chuck. We have a, a, a tax. Anytime you say the TP words, you got to throw a dollar into the pool. So it's kind of like the Mario. British T tax. Yeah. yeah, we're going Warp Zone with that. But it, it's just these incoming classes. It's like, I know you build a program through high school recruiting. It's just you never know how many of these kids are going to stay for four years, for two years, for more than one year. And um, it just kind of muddies the water a little bit on how you understand these classes that are coming in. Well, you do wonder, you know, whether or not a guy that goes somewhere will end up there. Uh, will play, you know, even two or three years there, much less four or five. But, um, yeah, that's, uh, you know, it's, it's down to the wire. And there are a lot of different things that come into a kid's decision right at the end of the game, so to speak. Um, obviously, the NIL's got something to do with it now. And I'm not saying it did in either one of these instances. I don't know. Um, sometimes you've got... Um, you know, you've got long-term relationships with a staff, and then somebody else comes in later. Or they make a change in their staff, as Arkansas did, and it changes, you know, muddies the waters, as you say. Um, you know, sometimes, too, you know, players have an idea about, you know, who may be coming in through the portal to that team, and so they've got to think about that, too. Uh, you know, the, where do they fall in the pecking order when it comes time for spring practice? So, you know, there are a lot of different factors, and I, I don't I don't know the details of either one of these situations real intimately, to be honest with you. But um, I would imagine by the time we get to Wednesday, they'll um, you know they'll they'll pull together some semblance of a pretty good class. Chuck, I, yeah, I know there's gonna there's got to be some different rules. I, I really think it's it's out of control with this warp zone level change, whatever we want to call it. But but one one every four years until you graduate, then then you can do so. But this every other every year is ridiculous. Chuck, when's the last time you remember in-state recruiting being this bad? Well, um, two different subjects there, I guess. Uh, you're right. Guys can, uh, you know, guys can leave whenever they want, and there aren't going to be any sit-out rules, um, apparently. Um, you know, I, I've, I've not gotten the sense that there's going to be any rules at all. Um, I think we're just going to have to wait and see how this thing shakes out. In, in terms of in-state. I don't think in-state means as much anywhere anymore, just to be honest with you. Um, I think the days of Johnny growing up and wanting to be a Razorback or, you know, Johnny growing up and wanting to play for the Tennessee Volunteers, um, you know, that comes with a caveat now, um, if it's the right deal. I mean, I'd love to, you know, you grow up as a baseball player. I mean, you love the St. Louis Cardinals and you're good enough to get to the big leagues. That doesn't mean you're going to play for the Cardinals. You know, business may dictate you going somewhere else. And I think it's the same thing in college now. I think it's the same thing in recruiting now. You may grow up wanting to play for a team, but it's got to be right. 
for you to play for that team. Otherwise, you make a business decision to go somewhere else. And I'm not saying that's at play with either of these guys. Again, I, I don't know enough about it to say, but I guarantee it's at play in some cases. I feel like there's really just a lot of focus on what Arkansas isn't getting uh, in high school recruiting or hasn't gotten out of the warp zone yet or what they've lost, you know, rather than, you know, what it is that they might have gained. And look, you've lost, I think you've lost a lot. You've lost a a great linebacker. (laughs) You've lost a record setting quarterback, a running back who's preseason, all SEC. Um, And the thing that hurts, Phil, is they're going to division rivals. Yeah, I I guess we're all one conference, but that's what hurts is when Pooh Paul goes to Ole Miss and Rocket goes to South Carolina. You lose two in Well, here's the thing, guys. Here's the thing. A couple of points. If you're going to lose a kid to the portal, you know, given what they make in NIL now, there's only a certain number of schools you can go to, and most of them are in the SEC or the Big Ten. You know, a guy's not going to leave one school with an NIL deal for, I'm just pulling numbers out of the air, say $400,000. There's only a certain number of places he can go and get that, that, that much money. And most of those schools are in the SEC or the Big Ten. So it stands to reason when a good player leaves, he's probably going to go to an SEC school because they're the ones that have the money to pay him. And Arkansas' situation right now in terms of in-state kids and high school kids is a whole lot different than it was five years ago. Arkansas is in a situation right now where everybody's fighting for their jobs. I mean, let's just be honest. Mm-hmm. Everybody's fighting to keep this boat above water. And it's, made a lot, it's been made a lot more complicated by the warp zone, as you guys call it, and by the money, which by any language is what's fueling all this right now. Arkansas has got to go out, and they got to find guys who can play this next year. Now, some of these high school kids can, and when you don't get those, it hurts. But most of them can't, and that's the cold, hard reality that's facing college football recruiting right now is that some programs have the luxury of a two- or three-year process to get a kid ready to be a star other guys have to have a contribution today. Yeah. They have to have it today. And frankly, Arkansas is one of those teams right now. There's no doubt. And and so it's so I mean we 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 got in here talking mostly about National Signing Day or early signing day that that starts tomorrow and the focus on the high school recruiting and the base of the program and all of that. But and I agree with you. I mean, this is they are fighting to keep the whole program together. And so the more important aspect right now is who can you get that can play for you right now? And you got a couple of linemen. Um, sounds like, I mean, I like what I've read about Taylor Green. Uh, truthfully, it sounds like he's a really talented kid. And, you know, the blocking tight end out of uh, Eastern Michigan and um, this uh, d- the defensive back, Danico Slaughter out of Tennessee. I mean, I'd like to think all five of them can help, and they probably can. It's just you need a heck of a lot more than just I think there's six of them that have announced that they're going to warp into Arkansas. Uh, I'm just waiting for that number from six to get up to <laughs> like 16 or, or 18, something like that. Well, there's a long time between now and the end. I mean, we're talking about a long time. I mean, really, if you want to get technical about it, I mean, guys still have another, what, week, 10 days before they even, you know, can't enter the portal anymore. So you don't know what's going to happen. You may have a player that's, you know, teetering on the brink of leaving, and then all of a sudden his school brings in somebody and he knows he's out. Or, you know, any number of things can come up. So – 
I know people, you know, we keep score, and the reality of just the way it's set up is you're always going to be playing catch-up. You're always going to be coming from behind because kids can enter before kids can commit. You know, or just generally speaking, that's the way it goes. So you're always going to be coming from behind. And, um, but, you know, we're just going to have to see how it all shakes out. But I I don't, um, I'm not alarmed by it. Um, I hate the way this is going. What I say is I'm not alarmed by the fact Arkansas is not signing as many high school kids as maybe some might think they should. Um, I don't like this aspect to it now, but this is how it is. And if you're in the situation Arkansas is in right now, you got to find guys who can help you. I mean, you got to find guys who can help you right now, or there's not going to be anybody around after next year. Chuck, I, w- I do want to uh, talk about the warp zone, but I, I want to talk about KJ and, and his right. time here uh, as a hog. You know, he was a leader. He he's one of the best quarterbacks statistically to play up there, uh, and, and just what it means for the for the hogs. Because I will follow his career. I, I, I will follow him next year. I want him to have success, and and I, I want to see where he goes. How do you think in in five years, seven years, people will remember KJ? Well, I hope they remember him fondly because you know this is a guy that. Hey, he brought us a lot of joy. I mean, he provided a lot of good times for us. And, you know, I think that the way this season went and the way that the decision dragged out, at least from a public perspective, I think by the time it happened, it was almost anticlimactic. And most people said, finally. You know, I think that was most most people's response. Finally, we have a decision. Um, I think we knew what it was going to be based on, you know, the way the events unfolded. But I hope people remember him fondly. Um, you know, KJ's been some kind of great player, and you know, he could have he could have done this a long time ago and been pretty justified in doing it. Um, I know that what he planned on was at the end of this season declaring for the NFL draft. I know that's what he planned on. And frankly, it might have been what Arkansas was planning on too. And then it didn't work out. The projection's not there. And so um, I really think under the circumstances, and boy, this is hard to say, but it's where we are now in college football. Sometimes you have to turn the page. And players stay so long. I mean, players, I mean, it seems like they're eligible forever now. And there's money on the table and um, – you know, we were talking about where guys are going to end up. KJ's only got a certain number of schools that would probably be willing to pay him what he got here. And I doubt he's looking to take a pay cut. So all these things come into play. But I hope when it's all said and done, we remember what a great player he was. That's that's what I'd like to remember. I mean, I, w- I, I want to remember... I want to remember linebackers bouncing off of him. I want to watch. I want to remember him running over flying, safeties. Flying up in the Mississippi State game. When it was at his sophomore year, you know, taking taking flight. Yeah. You know, there's been a couple of developments. I mean, you know, Miami's having some guys in this weekend, and I know some people think that may be where he end, uh, ends up, but I saw where Chandler Morris entered the portal at TCU mm-hmm. yesterday, and I, I wonder what that means. 
Oh, well, that would be. I think that would just be an ideal, perfect fit. You know the offense. You're you're back there with your boy. You're in a, a little lesser division. Oh, OMG! I think that would be a, a great spot. Yeah, for but him. you gotta have your money right, man. You gotta well, have the money would you right. take a little bit less? So, Chuck, this is this is the thing. You're a player. I don't know. I don't to, know. Yeah, you want to go to the NFL though? That's your that's your goal. Do you take a hundred grand less and say, man, I want to go back with my boy so I can I can I throw for thirty touchdowns? To yeah. I, I I don't I don't know I, I mean on on one you make an argument either way yeah um and look we're you know we're we're speculating and I guess I started it but um, you know that's the one that's the one factor in this equation that cannot be overlooked um, is is the money right it's the elephant in the room with all of these conversations. well it's not even the elephant in the room anymore it's for a lot of these kids it's let's just get this out of the way right off the bat. Yeah, that's absolutely true. I mean, it's the it's it turns into the overarching thing. You got all these reasons for why you might go play somewhere. Coach, no teammates might be going in there. Texas, though. Income tax, that's yeah, something Matt's usually thinking about when it comes to eight percent right there. Yeah. <laughs> Available playing time system, all of spoken that. Spoken like spoken like an ex-professional athlete at right there. For Florida as well. Miami and TCU would be <laughs> yeah. high on my list right there. Hey, just just be glad there's no Canadian NFL teams, man. Matt Matt's got a list of all the income Those tax NBA rates. Guys have it rough, state man. by they state. Play yeah. taxes everywhere. Celebrate the magic of Christmas at the Arlington Resort Hotel and Spa in the historic Venetian dining room this Christmas Eve or Christmas Day from eleven. 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Your Christmas dinner includes a salad bar, carving station, hot buffet items, and desserts featuring traditional and unique items. Over 12 dine for $58 per person, under 12 for $29, and under 6 eat free. Reservations required must have a credit card to hold reservation. Call 501-623-7771 or log on at arlingtonhotel.com slash dining for reservations and complete menu items. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Are you in need of an attorney? Hickey & Hull Law Partners is your firm. Hickey & Hull understand the importance of client communication, meeting with you, responding to emails, and returning calls. Hickey & Hull are attorneys you can trust to guide you through a divorce or a custody case, criminal charges, or even civil lawsuit. Ready to put their seven decades of experience to work for you and get the best results. Every case is important. Hickey & Hull Law Partners strive to give each client the time and attention it deserves. Visit them at KevinHickeyLaw.com. Hickey and Hull Law Partners. Things are about to get better. And now, back to the podcast. Well, it's kind of wild to think some of the things we're talking about here is actually college sports. I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe the framework changes, but they're still going to call it college sports it's, it's, as long as you're attached to a university, right? It, it's almost like they're golf players or tennis players. They're individual. They're just individual LLCs almost, and they're just they're not really. I I, I don't know if it's they're worried about this team and this. I, I know you still have your brotherhood and you're com, you're you're competing, but they they are. It's like man, if you're a five star guy, you're your own entity. It's it's not really about a part of team. It's about you. 
The brotherhood in com- competition lasts just for one year, and then you figure out another place, or your team completely changes, and the brotherhood and the competition changes too. Right. Right. I mean, it's weird. It's really. It's. I just. I'm, I don't understand it yet. You know. I'm. Mean, it's like you're. I think you're. I just. Fi- I'm figuring out e- more stuff each day. Well, you think about it, guys. If you're a three star recruit, let's say you're a three star kid in high school, and you've got a few offers, fewer than a three star would have had, maybe even two or three years ago, but you got a handful of offers. Are you going to that school with the idea that I'm going to go be the greatest Razorback of all time, The you know, this or that, or are you thinking I'm going to go up there for a year, a couple of years at most, mm-hmm. I'm going to get better, and I'm going to enter the portal, and I'm going to make some money. Um, you know, guys go into it now with different objectives, are they thinking about winning a championship, or are they thinking about cashing in? I think we know the answer to that. I mean, we'd like to think it's what we would like it to be, but it's not. Um, all those things are great. Championships are great. Playing for your home state school's great. Having your mom and daddy being an hour away. Having your girlfriend be right down the street. All those things are important. They used to be the deciding factors. You could pick one of those four or five things right there, and that would generally be what tipped the scales. Now, all those things, with the vast majority of these kids, pale in comparison to the NIL deal. It's just the truth, and that's where we are. It's happened so fast. This has happened even more rapidly than I think a lot of people imagined it would. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying it's necessarily an awful thing i'm just saying this is the way it is and i don't think people really understand exactly what's happened and a lot of the old thoughts that we apply to even things like recruiting for example as we're talking about today what we thought about 24 months ago doesn't it doesn't even apply today yeah. it doesn't even begin to apply today um and and i don't know that people really understand that Hey, let's uh, we can we've got Chuck for another like nine minutes or so. So if you want to get on the McClarty Daniel hotline and give us a call, it's open for you. 877-377-6963. And Ryan in Hot Springs did just that. Hey, Ryan, you're on halftime. Appreciate the call. What's up? Right. Oh, just my thoughts are pretty much I'm uh, I'm kind of neither here nor there with this uh, Crushville going to Missouri. And the reason being is, uh, you know, to me, it, it pretty much the heck. Sorry, I got a spam call trying to come in as I was trying to talk there. But uh, you and everybody else. To me, Ryan. it feels like right. Well, the, to me, it just feels like the portal has has just basically made high school uh, recruiting almost obsolete. I mean, think about it. If you're a freshman, there's only a handful of positions you're going to get to play. Because if you're on the offensive and defensive line as a freshman, unless you're just a freak of nature, you're going to have to sit a year to get to get your strength and everything else built up, especially in the SEC. So I'm. Mean, to, to my point is, it's and like I said, unless you're a freak of nature and those hands full positions like for, like running back or receiver, um, you're more than likely probably not going to start. I mean, I, and I know there's probably some positions like corner and safety you, you might be able to start as a uh, as a freshman, but you're not going to start as a, for the most part. You're not going to start as a freshman on on the defensive or offensive line. Um, so I, I just I'm just kind of just going to kind of wait and see what we get out of the portal and. Uh, hope next year goes better, and just hope uh, the recruiting out of the portal next year is better, and maybe that'll help us get some players that we can develop and all that fun stuff. If any of that makes any sense, 
what I just said, but um, I just, like I said, I'm just going to kind of just sit back and watch and just kind of hope for the best, you know. And I, honestly, I do feel like this, the team still has some some talent, especially on the offensive side. So I, I'm not as worried like the sky's falling like some of the other fans and our fan base today. But uh, I hope you all have a great day and go Hogs. All right, Thanks, Ryan. Ryan. You know, one of the thing- things he said there at the start, I, th- I, th- I think is, you know, you're um, – you know, when we talk about signing high school kids, I think one of the real trepidations right now schools have is, am I going to sign a kid? Am I going to develop a kid? Am I going to invest money, time, resources into this kid? And then a year and a half, two years later, he up and leaves it, and becomes a star for somebody else. Where is on the other hand, I could get a kid that somebody else has done that for, and we can make him a star, or at least that's the objective. It's so. I mean, it's, it's a, of, it, it's a tough call now. I feel like it's t- kind of turned into a little, like a little bit of what Major League Baseball feels like, where, you know, I mean, you're all in the same league, right? But we all understand there are certain teams that have and have not. They build through the draft and they lose those players to free agency just because that's how it happens. You're a small market team. Big market teams come in and swoop them up. And and truthfully, Chuck, what it feels like right now, and, and Matt, you're the one who coined this. Um, it feels like the Razorbacks have to play Moneyball in, in much the same way that, that the A's had and the Rays do and we, continue to win. You know, you got to be, you got to look for value. I don't think that's We can't miss. We got to hit more times and miss. Yeah, we can't miss on a lot of guys. Here's the thing about, you know, the NIL. It's, it's, it's not really changed the balance of power. You know, it really has not changed the balance of power in college football. You've still got the same, generally speaking, group of people, group of teams that are dominant out there. When there was no money on the table, at least no legal money on the table, Arkansas always had to do more with less. We couldn't afford to miss. We didn't have in-state guys, generally speaking, that were big stars. The ones that were here, we had to have, absolutely had to have. And then you had to have players like a – you know, Jonathan Luigs or, you know, guys from around our state that were offensive linemen that, you know, were three stars coming out Bo of Lacey. high school. Bo Lacey, guys you developed, guys who became keepers. Well, you know, those guys are still out there, but you don't have two or three years to develop them anymore uh, because you'll get fired. Because in the old days, it was, well, let's give a guy, you got to give a guy five years. Then it was like, well, you got to give a guy four years. Then it was, well, we'll know in three. <laughs> and, th- and, 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 and then it was, well, sometimes whatever's inevitable should be done immediately, so let's give them two. And so if you're one of, the, if you're one of those places, and let's be honest, Arkansas's gained the reputation of one of them. You're a four- or five-year guy. If you're there in the fifth year, you're doing something. And... Um, you know, when you have that kind of reputation, it's hard to go out and sign a kid and develop him for three, or, you know, two, three, four years. Because by the time he plays, if you don't win seven or eight games that year, you're going to get fired. And we are stuck in this cycle. But I don't know that it's all of our doing. And I look at it right now as that's the way it works in college football. So I'm just not sure we have that luxury right now. I wish we did, but I'm just not sure we do. I'm ready for spring ball, Phil. <laughs> It'd be nice <laughs> to watch him play yeah, instead I'm, of talking about I'm it. I'm ready uh, to see Green and, and uh, so Terry and Criswell. <laughs> I'm ready to see him get out there and go, yeah. Well, at, least we got ba- at least we got basketball season going now, you know, and baseball starts in like 58 days or something like that. So let's, uh, let's talk a little basketball. All right. Uh, um, 
that was uh, that was a little scratchy on Saturday. Got like a little I, dicey. It sure did. Chuck, I had to, uh, I had a little issue. I didn't stay at the at the arena for the game in North Little Rock. I went home. I turned the game on, and and for the last six seven minutes, I couldn't watch. Something was up with my connection. So I listened to you and Z. And man, I mean. I couldn't see what was happening, but you guys could, and man, I could hear it through your voices, and that was that was a shock. I worry about them right now near the end of games because the last two wins, Furman almost came back, and and Lipscomb darn near did too. Yeah, that was a uh, you know that was a freaky thing, you know, to see a team like that. I mean, I don't care what level you're playing at, you just don't see a twenty-one to two run every day. You just don't see that, and you know, Lipscomb that thing started snowballing. And there were points where Arkansas couldn't get shots against the zone. And then there were points where they got really good shots. And they just didn't fall. And everything that Lipscomb threw up went in. They had that one guy, number 24. I mean, he's like raining threes from everywhere. He's like the 11th guy on their roster. He's barely on the scouting report. Um, so, yeah, it was a, it was a strange thing. Um, Arkansas has got to have a, you know, they got to have better play point guard. I think that's a real issue right now. I think it was an issue late in the ball game Saturday. I'm not saying that's the sole reason that Lipscomb went on a run, but Arkansas couldn't stop the run. You know, pick your sport. When a team's on a run, when they got it rolling, you got to do something to stop it. You know, you got to have a play somewhere. You got to have a stop, and they just, you know, they couldn't make a basket, and so they couldn't put a stop to that run, and. Um. Yeah, it's a concern. Obviously, it's a concern. They practiced twice yesterday. They'll practice twice today. Uh, I think in the morning yesterday it was totally offense. In the afternoon, totally defense. I'm not sure what the order is today. Um, but, you know, the thing that the position they're in right now is they don't have the luxury of stumbling out of the gate in the SEC. And two of your first three are on the road. And um, so... You know, you've got four losses right now. There's no guarantees. I mean, there's no guarantee Thursday night. I mean, this team's won at Oklahoma State. So, I mean, they're not going to be afraid. So, I guess we'll see how it goes. We'll leave it there, Chuck. Have All right, great, guys. Thank you. Yeah. Thank have you, Have a great Chuck. Christmas. All have right. A, you guys do, too. Happy yeah. holidays, everybody. We will uh, we will be missing Chuck next week because we got word earlier this morning that uh, there will be no local programming on ESPN Arkansas the day after Christmas. Ooh. That's exactly right. So we'll get with Chuck once we get into 2024. That'll be the next time. And a happy new year. And uh, and Hanukkah and Kwanzaa and Christmas and all those things that wrapped it, up in one. That'll be Festivus. Pre- pre- yeah. I got I got problems with all you guys, and it starts with you. Kruger. You better put that pole in that studio sometime soon, Matt. The holiday's approaching. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V. For your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. 
Hi, everybody. This is Chris George from Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russell. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Christmas gifts, weddings, heirloom family treasures. And at Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we only have one sale every year, and it's right now. Every single item in our store is value priced for Christmas. We do custom one-of-a-kind jewelry. If that's what you're looking for, come see us. You can get anything fixed for a Christmas gift. Selection, quality, service, and Christmas red tag prices now through Christmas at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russell. Alyssa Orange is standing by on the McClarty Daniel Hotline. Of course, Alyssa from Pig Trail Nation. And one day before National Signing Period starts, Alyssa, you notice I left the early part off of that because let's just be mm-hmm. honest about this. Until they change yeah. the date, this is the real signing period, and February is just a total afterthought. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, today marks uh, a little vacation for me. Got the next couple days off until after Christmas. So, um, I got a little bit of a stuffy nose, so I'm just going to sit on the couch and uh, watch movies all day. <laughs> Sounds good. Hallmark movies? Are you watching? Well, what, what, I mean, you're looking for Christmas movies. You're thinking for you're looking for feel good <laughs> things right now, right? Uh, well, so yeah, I guess so. Um, I'm much more of a, a crime thriller person, but right now I'm actually watching Fantastical Beasts and Where to Find Them, uh, part of the Harry Potter series. So, feel good stuff too. That works. Yeah. Um, well, obviously, the news of uh, Courtney Crutchfield's commitment to Missouri uh, kind of led the show yeah. today. And uh, look, I mean, it's it's making a big deal out of a high school kid's decision. But mm-hmm. but this high school kid was number one in the state of Arkansas, had committed to the Razorbacks, decommits, mm-hmm. says it's not anything that's going on with the program. No, I just I just. I just made my decision too rash. I need to take my time. I thought he said he was going to wait until February. Nope. He, he did it today, and he chooses Missouri, and then it, that's the other aspect of it. It's that he chooses the school right. just to the north of Arkansas. Right. That's not a rivalry, right? Of course. <laughs> Better buy into that thing. I think they are. Yeah. No, I, absolutely. And, and here's the thing. I, I can understand where the frustration from Arkansas fans Why I do. This was a kid who... He's going to come to Arkansas. He's the number one kid in the state, a wide receiver. Um, and, and then, uh, yeah, it, it's unfortunate that he goes to uh, Missouri. Had he gone somewhere else, maybe in the Big Ten or somewhere in the SEC East, it might not have been a big deal. Um, but, you know, he goes to Missouri. Uh, but I, I'm scrolling on Twitter, and I see, you know, comments of, you know, we let this Arkansas let this kid go to Missouri. They let this kid walk out of the state and all that kind of stuff. And I sometimes think as someone who went out of state for college, I was not an athlete and I get that, but I chose to go somewhere else outside of the state of Virginia for college that as a college kid, I remember how excited I was to leave my state and my home and go somewhere else. And sometimes that's lost in this whole recruiting thing, like, oh, you have to stay home and play for your home state. Well, there are a lot of people who want to do that 100%, and I get that. There are also a lot of people who might want to leave and experience something else, and that's okay, too. So for these comments that are like, Arkansas let him get away, well, what if he just wanted to go somewhere else and play somewhere else outside of his home state and get away like a lot of us wanted to when we were going through the college process and deciding to go elsewhere. That is okay. Staying home and going to a state school that you were raised as a Razorback fan or whatever, that is okay too. But sometimes I think we take these things a little too personal. 
Well, yeah, and there there is an recruitment aspect of it where you know these kids are getting recruited, and there's a there's a money aspect of it. It's uh, I I, th- I just I, I just don't think I understand yet that uh, how it's not it can't be a good thing for us to be losing three of our top ten players to to the University of Missouri though. Yeah, and I get that. I think that's a different storyline, right? So, okay, what is the University of Missouri? What is Eli Drinkowitz doing? And his home state, by the way, of Arkansas, getting these kids to come across the border up to Missouri. So that's where you have to look at things is what are they offering that the University of Arkansas doesn't? I think right now you look at it, you can look at it from a win-loss perspective. If, if, if players want to go to programs that might be winning right now, um, as opposed to being a part of the, the building process at Arkansas, what does their NIL look like? What are what are some of the things that um, that are 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 maybe a little bit prettier up there in Missouri than they are in Arkansas? I remember a couple of years ago when there was Taylor Powell and Barrett Bannister and um, Akil Byers who left Fayetteville High School, and all three went to Missouri and. Um, all three had success at Missouri. Um, I know Taylor Powell ended up transferring, but Barrett Bannister did as a wide receiver and had success against Arkansas. So that, I think, is the bigger issue of what is Missouri doing that Arkansas is not that's getting these kids specifically. This this is a conversation I've had with one of our listeners on the text line quite a bit, um, you know, and he's he started it by by arguing that free agency ruined professional sports, which it didn't. I mean, if you just look at the the uh, the explosion of popularity of of all the professional sports that that uh, we class as major leagues, you know, the 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 explosion of popularity, the influx of money, um, and those turning into you know dynamic businesses as leagues really started with free agency what that did is is it did create a a kind of a cast system it took a little bit of time for it to form but you see that cast system in major league baseball more than any other of the sports that's the one that has a cast system in which you can't get out of you get a losing cycle and it's really difficult to get out of that i have a little bit of a fear that that is what nil is is doing to college sports and we can we can just look at it in the college football sense because it seems pretty obvious arkansas doesn't have a problem competing for talent in baseball or basketball there might be a problem competing for that in football and maybe money is a reason why and maybe the money um might be a reason why it's difficult to get out of cycles of losing you know and you're in a 13 year or you know 11 or 12 year cycle of of losing right now but but there's a different turn to it right now and and you know it, it does feel Alyssa, like arkansas has to play money ball in in the same sense that the teams that 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 call themselves the poor ones that really the owners are making tons of money anyway in major league baseball decry the same thing and and i just see the signs that some of that's happening in college football now, too. Yeah, I think you make a really good point. When you look at, you know, the haves and have-nots, it's a really, really hard to, even before NIL, recruiting against the Alabamas and the Georgias and, you know, the Auburns and the LSUs because of from a success level, right, for Arkansas to recruit against that. And now you add NIL and it's making it even harder and that separation is even greater. And so for this football team to get out of that, yeah, I think money is going to have to be a thing. It's why the university created this Arkansas Edge um, to try to revamp that collective um, and, and get that going in a successful way where they are making 
money and they're helping student athletes and they're helping their recruiting and they're helping get guys here. Um, and, and football is having it the hardest. But even though you say, you know, they, they've never had an issue, you're right, Phil, in terms of success with baseball and basketball. But I also know, too, that Dave Van Horn is very, very adamant about how big NIL is with baseball. He will talk about how big it is in losing transfer portal guys, specifically with baseball, um, and guys who could come here but decide to go elsewhere because elsewhere programs going to give them more money and whatnot. So still, even as successful as baseball is, and basketball too, NIL and dollar signs is the key. And so Arkansas has got to figure out how they're going to rise to the occasion and keep up with not just everyone in the league, but everyone in the country. I mean, we saw the number one QB uh, in the country yesterday flip from Georgia to Nebraska out of nowhere after his family up and moved to Georgia after he committed to Georgia and decommitted from Ohio State. I mean, this is where we are as a society in college athletics right now. Arkansas is not only competing with the SEC, but with the rest of the country in dollars, and and they've got to find a way to be competitive because you can get left behind real quick. Matt, that's the thing about Rayola's deal with Nebraska I'd forgotten about. That's right. He, isn't he from Southern California? His parents, uh, his uh, whole family yeah, moved to Georgia when he makes the commitment. It's like, all right, we're going to Georgia. We're going to play yeah. high school football in Georgia. Now he commits to Nebraska. You never know what to believe now, Matt. You just never know. know. It's wild on the frontier. It is. Alyssa, I I do want to get your thoughts uh, on on KJ hitting the warp zone, and I'd asked Chuck this earlier, and uh, I'm a KJ fan. I'll always have been, always will be. I'll I'll follow follow what he does and where he goes, and I'll be pulling for him. What what? How do you think in five years, or how do you remember? How do you remember KJ? Yeah, you know, I'm right there with you, Matt. I think I enjoyed KJ on the hill. I really enjoyed covering him. He was good to us in a media sense and got to know his family a little bit. And I think that him transferring hog fans right now are kind of, you know, upset. I say upset or, or think what they want to with KJ. Uh, in a few years, they'll come to respect and understand exactly the what he did for the university, what he did to help this program kind of start to turn things around, what he did with the record books. You know, I got to commend Andrew Hutchinson, who put this out on social media, and you guys might have seen it. It was that blind resume comparison, vote for QBA or QBB, and he put it out, and once the results were over, 85% had voted, I'd rather take QBA over B. Well, A was K.J. Jefferson, and B was Ryan Mallett, just based on the numbers. And at some point, people have to step back and respect what K.J. Jefferson was able to do on the field for the Razorbacks in the time that he was here. And I appreciate everything that he did for the university. But like I told you guys about a month or so ago when these rumors were starting, that I think it's best for the university and KJ to go their separate ways. I mean, he spent five years here. Let him finish out somewhere else, start fresh for him and see where his success lies if he wants to try to get to the NFL. But also for this Razorback uh, program, to kind of get fresh and start anew as well, this was a good break, I think, for both parties. It is not personal. It is nothing negative on either side, but it's it's for the best, and I truly believe that, and I wish uh, KJ all the luck wherever he is. But I think in a few years, once things have kind of settled down, people will appreciate more what KJ was able to do here. 
Hey, sports fans, don't let plumbing issues throw you off your game. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric is here to tackle those pesky drain blockages and ensure your water heater is always in MVP form. With Pascal's world-class service, you can count on a winning play every time. Whether it's a quick drain clear or a water heater touchdown, Pascal's got the expertise to keep your home running smoothly. Stay in the game and leave the plumbing to the pros. Schedule your service online anytime at gopascal.com. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. It's football season at your neighborhood Buffalo Wild Wings. And with 64-inch TVs, beer, burgers, and, you know, wings, Buffalo Wild Wings is the best choice to watch the big game. So bring the gang and join us this football season at your local Buffalo Wild Wings in Bryant, Little Rock, Sherwood, Conway, Jonesboro, and Fort Smith. Buffalo Wild Wings, beer, wings, sports, and your home for any game. Roar! Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to the Eastside Liquor Halftime Podcast. Dave and his team have all your holiday drink options. That includes Fireball and Bailey's Chocolate, Jack Daniels Crown Salted Caramel, Winter Seasonal Beers, Eggnogs, and more. Come by Eastside Liquor, 9390 Rogers Avenue in Fort Smith. Now back to the podcast. Bill King is with us now from Nashville Sports Radio, the king of college football talk, hosting Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 in the morning. Bill, I guess if uh, you already had your commitments event, tomorrow would be the real start of signing period. Does that make today Flipmas? Have you had a Flipmas uh, celebration before? We have not, but it probably is becoming an item with the stampede, which is December, and the quarterback that I Apparently, he's going to be in the portal every December. This this level of quarterbacking, I think, is here to stay as far as transferring. It's going to be interesting, and obviously, Dylan Rayola, a huge name. Now, he was expected to flip to Nebraska, but that was confirmed. Big news there for the Big Red. Did that have more? Did that have anything to do with Carson Beck deciding to stay? Or, I mean, that was so weird. We even talked with you about this before, and I'd forgotten about it until someone brought it up on the show earlier today that Rayola's family moved to Georgia after he committed to them. He could play high school football there. Um, it's just so bizarre that that's uh, that that went down. Had nothing to do with Carson Beck. Mm-hmm. It had everything to do with. He's a little bit wishy-washy. I'm not saying that to be necessarily mean, but he is wishy-washy. And he's a Nebraska legacy. His dad was an All-American there and also a fantastic pro offensive lineman, Dominic Riola. His uncle, Donovan, is the offensive line coach there. The day the news hit that he was considering Nebraska again was about the time that he was supposed to check into Georgia, and his uncle got an extension and pay raise that day. And I'm sure they're paying him seven figures to do this. And he may get the ball immediately. He's not going to get the ball for a couple of years at Georgia. It all makes sense now, but but he was at three to four high schools, and now this is his third team to either commit to or sign with. 
Yeah, it's always weird when I mean I don't know when kids go into three or four different schools. I guess that's the just the new. It's, it's going to be how, yeah. how it is. Does does something like the NIL? I I got a couple of questions about the NIL. Does something like the NIL help a, a team like? Because I think of Nebraska being like a blue blood football school, and then where have they been uh, the last two decades? But is is something like the NIL? This is going to help bring Nebraska back up to the top. No, I, I don't. Well. I don't think that was the case here. Now, he's going to be handsomely taken care of, but if he wasn't a Nebraska legacy, he wouldn't be anywhere near there. They're not getting that kind of kid right now. Maybe Matt Rule turns that around at some point. This is all about being a legacy, family, and I would say a chunk of it is getting paid well, but no, no, no. I don't think this had to do with Carson Beck or nebraska warren buffett decided to uh, outbid everybody i don't think that was the case when, when, and then i look at um i look at missouri and arkansas and and missouri comes in our backyard takes three of our top 10 10 recruits takes the number one player out of the state and i just think i'm I, I, i'm confused a little bit bill what what is missouri doing is their collective better than arkansas's what's the appeal why how is missouri so much better than arkansas right now well, they're not capitalizing. Obviously, you can't bring a kid from out of state and get all those in-state uh, features that passed by law about a year ago. I would just say it's the momentum of the season they had. Yeah. They went 10-2, and two, looked well-coached. Brady Cook was fantastic at uh, quarterback. The receiving core led by Luther Burden was fantastic. That D3 kid at running back ran up and down the field like he was the best back in the league. And the defense was pretty stout. I just think it's the momentum they have. Hey, Bill, are you hearing anything about, about Walter Nolan, who was the top recruit uh, two years ago, two years at A&M? I know he visited Ole Miss. Some people thought he was about to commit to Ole Miss. I've read others that think he's going to go back to A&M. Have, have you heard anything about him? That one's about the money. All about the money. He's a D-lineman. And I still would favor Ole Miss. Remember, Juice Wells was going to commit. Then it got quiet. Maybe he's going back to South Carolina. Then they, then they got it taken care of. I would assume this is the same. The latest rumor is Georgia's made a run at him. But this is not about anything but money. And he's going to get whatever he wants, I'm assuming. And Ole Miss right now is having by far the best portal year of anybody else. And I wouldn't bet against them right now. Yeah, I was going to ask you, who else is who, – who are three schools right now that are winning the portal? And, and then I wanted to get your, your thoughts on is, – is it equal? Is it 50-50 portal to high school recruiting? What, what do you have to be more focused on? Depends. If you're Ole Miss, you're not a recruiting ranking school. And I think they're ranked 18. But they're not a historic recruiting ranking school. This is huge. And you have a dynamic personality and recruiter in the portal in Lane Kiffin, and you have a collective there that is overachieving. They don't have the money that an Arkansas has, but they're getting it done right now, the Ole Miss collective. And uh, so it depends. It just depends on if you're Alabama, you're going to sign a top one or two class every year. If you're Georgia, you're going to sign a top one or two class every year. And you can probably be a little choosy. But if you're Ole Miss, you may need 10, 12 dudes. Guys, Ole Miss is bringing in arguably the best high school defensive line class this year because the state was loaded and now they're bringing in three to four depending on walter nolan plug in guys from the portal who are good players it's amazing 
That is kind of amazing to think about. And, and, and it's something you just mentioned, and it was a topic we brought up earlier today. The idea of, of, of schools with money, right? And, yeah, and yeah. revenue is one thing that the athletic department brings in through ticket sales, through licensing, through, uh, through TV deals, that kind of thing. But it really is, it feels like the NIL collectives, the donations going to the NIL collectives means more than that right now because that's, you know, that's, that seems to be such the enticing thing. Yes, I mean, you want to go to a program that's winning. You want to go to play for a coach you feel you fit, that the system fits. But the NIL is, is a huge part of it. And if you look at the revenues, Arkansas is ahead of Ole Miss. But if you look at the NIL no, collectives, no they're not. So what matters more? Here's another angle. We're in the embryonic stages of this. We don't have enough data. Mm-hmm. But I think it's possible you can sign a transfer portal class, a lot of money, and bring them in and poison a locker room. Now, I don't know if I'm not saying it's going to happen at Ole Miss, but we don't have enough data here. That's going to happen. And just because you're overwhelmingly paying these dudes to come in, they get into that locker room, and then other dudes aren't being taken care of who've been sweating and dripping blood on that facility. But that could be a problem, guys. Uh, the locker room, is, as you guys know, Matt knows, is a very delicate ecosystem. And I don't know if – I remember the best example of this, but it's recruiting, Florida in 2010 coming off two national championships, 06 and 08. And in 09, they were good enough to win it. They got beat by Alabama in the SEC championship game, the Tebow era, all that. They signed the top-ranked class in 2010, including what some thought the best defensive line class ever, guys. Those recruits went in that locker room and ticked the veterans off like the Pouncey twins, and it was an absolute calamity. So you have to be careful with this stuff, too. Is, is that also your understanding of what might have happened at A&M? Probably. I, I wouldn't doubt it. I've heard some of that. I mean... Best class ever had to get paid. Come in there. That's uh, I mean, it sounds fantastic, but you got everybody else to answer to. If I'm Johnny Three Star and I've been sitting over there fighting my whole life on scholarship there, and they're not, they're ignoring me. That's a problem. That's a locker room issue. Bill, with with Jaden Daniels uh, saying he's going to enter the NFL draft, uh, I'm pretty sure he had a COVID year to, to come back if he wanted to. Do, do you think he's ready? Do you think his stock's as high as it's going to be? I mean, he just won the Heisman. I, I, I don't know. I, it's kind of going to be like a Bryce Young thing. He's going to go to a bad team. I don't know that he's yeah. that type of quarterback yet. You know, you get hurt. You take, then the, the coaches, you know, they've already fired that coach there. They're going to fight. It's just kind of a, a weird deal. If I was him, I would have stayed. You're the returning Heisman man, NIL. You could have you could have could have crushed it. I just don't think he's ready. I don't see him being a first round pick, but I know somebody's going to take him. What, what do you think uh, about him being a first round pick? Yeah, and he's opted out of the bowl game, as we know. Well, let me put it this way: he stuffed a stat sheet all he can stuff one, right? And I'm sure that's what you can't you can't stuff a stat sheet more than he's done. I mean, there's no more room on the on the sheets of paper for him to put more points and yards up. And I would assume that's in his head. What kind of player? I'm I'm assuming he's raw for that league. And we'll see if he can develop over several two, three, four years and get his chance. Unless you're right, he goes somewhere where they're not very good. They have to throw him out there. And even though he's 6'3", guys, he's lean. So you worry about health. 
He's six three. I like that. I mean, I like the fact that. And, and the one thing yeah. I will say about him is he got better each year up there. And so I think when right. you're when you're and he did get some reps. You know, he wasn't just a Anthony Richardson six game wonder. He he got a right. lot of reps and he did get better. So I guess you you, you gotta like that. Oh, I think so. I think it's getting it time for him. Now, we look into next year's draft. It does not look deep like this quarterback group, but it could develop. You don't know that. But there's not a Drake May Caleb Williams that you just know. No matter what happens the next year, they're going to go one, two, three, somewhere in there. We don't have that yet for next year. Speaking of Caleb Williams, um, <laughs> it sounds like Lincoln Riley was really caught off guard with Malachi Nelson uh, going into our Mario Warp Zone. You know we're not allowed to say the TP words because we're charging a dollar right. per usage. Um, right. Did that come out? I mean, usually I would think I would think of that as like, all right, well, Caleb Williams didn't have the best year after he wins the Heisman. Uh, USC didn't have the best season either. They're going into a tougher league. You know, maybe that's why he's deciding to get out of town. And then there's the other side of me that's trying not to be naive about things. It's like, all right, well, somebody's going to throw a ton of money at this kid, and maybe USC wasn't ready to do that. I, I don't know how to look at Nelson deciding to go somewhere else. No, this is about Will Howard. They're going to get Will Howard from Kansas State. Okay. And that means that they're not going to start Johnny Five Star. And he's hurt over it. That's what, what this these is programs about. want to do now, Bill. Is that what they want to do? I mean, you you complain about not being able to develop a young quarterback, but then you're going to go into the right. into, into the zone and you're going to end up getting somebody who's got who's got a track record that you can believe in. Is that where college football is and that's where it's going to stay? The other part, guys, Malachi Nelson, I'm sure, has been told since he's – in fourth grade, he's the best ever. And that is not being told that. I mean, that's tough. <laughs> it's, hey, I, I thought everybody was loving on me. And now you're bringing in Will Howard from Kansas State. I'm Johnny Five Star. Don't you know who I am? Th- that's tough. And we'll see where it goes. But no, no, no. These are these love-love relationships are fleeting. They're very fleeting. Bill, is, I know we talked about these bowl games, and they're kind of standalone. Is there one outside of this top four that, you, that you're really excited to watch this year? I know next year we'll get to play off 12, and it'll be a little different. Right. But outside the top four, are, is there there's a couple of them you're really excited about? Not really, but I would say Georgia, Florida State, just to see mm-hmm. who's really motivated. You, you've got opt-outs. Carson Beck's back. That's Fantastic! That that's huge news, guys. But I'm probably gonna really sink myself into that game just to see how either team responds with really nothing to win or nothing to prove, other than your competitor go play with pride. But um, Carson Beck, guys, is the biggest news that 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 reverberates the entire college football plan. That doesn't just affect the SEC; that affects the entire planet of college football because they've got a potential first-round draft pick coming back. And without him, Georgia might have been a little bit of a pickle depth-wise at quarterback. They'd start Gunnar Stockton. Rayolo's not there. They've got another four- to five-star kid coming in that's already there that's a true freshman. That could have been a little dicey. That, That was a huge announcement. Has the figure four million been thrown around with Carson Beck? I know I've heard that. I don't know if you were the one that said that, but I've heard that number with him before uh, about this decision. I've seen that. I, the, all the guys that I talk to that have collectives say the money is purposely inflated, 
And for obvious reasons, you want people to think that. You want to drive up the market. It doesn't matter whether you're lying or not. He's getting seven figures. Nico Yamaleaba was rumored to be getting eight million. I don't think we ever proved that either, but no, no, no. Beck's going to get handsomely taken care of. I doubt it's one year, four million. You're listening to the Eastside Liquor Halftime Podcast. Check out the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast at hitthatline.com. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.